I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm going to share with you nine psychological reasons why most people remain poor and broke. The first one, and there's a lot of research to back this up, is that people are disconnected to their longer term future self. If you're disconnected from your big picture future self, then you make a lot of stupid decisions in the present. There's a lot of research that shows us the more you get connected to, emotionally connected to, but also connected in terms of visualizing and seeing your future self, caring about your future self, investing in your future self as a real person, but as a different person than you, the better decisions you make in the present. Research literally finds very significant correlations between the more connected you are as your future self, the better you invest money towards retirement, you spend less on stupid things, you have better health habits, better friend habits. And so this is just the first one, is that because people are disconnected to their longer term future self, they make a lot of short term decisions in the present which negatively impact their future self without being aware of the long-term consequences. This is how children think for the most part, is, is that they make decisions in the present that they don't connect their current decisions with longer-term consequences and outcomes. They're disconnected from their future self. They're disconnected from cause and effect. And so the more you get connected to and committed to and develop empathy towards in a relationship with your future self, by empathy, I mean you actually think about who your future self is, what matters to them where they want to be. And as you get connected to a bigger picture future self, you make a lot better decisions in the present. There's also a lot of research that shows that your your view of your future self, your view of the future in general, determines your actions and behaviors in the present. And you want to have a very hopeful, positive, purposeful future self if you want to have meaning in the present. And also, if you have a compelling, exciting future, you can bear any challenges in the present. If you have a compelling future, for example, of seeing yourself being super fit, running marathons, for example, you can you can overcome and endure many, many challenges in the present. For example, hard, grueling training runs or, or changing your diet or overcoming injuries or adversity if you're committed to and connected to a longer-term future. This is what Viktor Frankl found in Man's Search for Meaning. He said that if you don't have a goal to strive for, then essentially you wither and decay as a person in the present. So that's number one, is, is that people are not connected to, they're not committed to, they don't know their future self. They don't have a relationship with their future self. They're not making decisions that support their future self. I love the quote from Dan Sullivan. He said that the only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. And much research supports that notion. Number two is that most people don't have written down and very specific financial goals. I'm talking for the next five years and for the next one year and even for the next three months. Do you have very specific written goals that you read every single day? If you don't, then chances are, you're wandering. Once you get committed to very specific goals, you then start asking yourself very different questions. You start analyzing your current behaviors very differently. If you don't have clear and committed goals and they're very specific, then you're not very analytical about your behavior. 
But once they're specific, once they're clear, once they're committed, you start analyzing your behaviors through the filter of your goals. And you start saying, is this something that's actually removing me or taking me further away from my goal? Is this a goal conflict, this behavior, this action, this person? And the more clear and committed you get to your goal, the more specific it is, the more written down it is, the more accountable you are about it, the more you start evaluating every action and behavior you take against the goal. And then you can start removing things and being more aware of things that are clearly taking you away from the goal. Number three is that most people are not tracking and being accountable about their financial behaviors and towards their goal. There's a great law called Pearson's Law, and it says that when performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and accounted back to someone or reported to someone, performance grows exponentially. Peter Drucker, the management thinker, said you cannot manage what you don't measure. So this applies to everything from finances to relationships to health. If you're not tracking and measuring something, you're, you're, you're probably out of control. You're way more out of control than you think. If you're not aware of what you're eating, you're probably eating a lot more junk food than you think. If you're not aware of your spending, if you're not tracking your progress, then you're probably your finances are more out of control, more scattered than you think. So number one is, is that you're actually measuring your progress. But number two is that you have accountability towards that. There's a great quote in Alcoholics Anonymous. It says, all progress starts by telling the truth. This is the key to becoming accountable. And accountability is crucial for making advancements and progress towards your future self. If you're not accountable to yourself and to other people, then essentially you're just lying to yourself. And so the first accountability and responsibility go hand in hand and responsibility and freedom go hand in hand. And so the more accountable and the more responsible you are, the more freedom you will have. Also, the more agency you will have as a person, the less you'll need to hide things and the less scattered you'll be, the less ignorant you'll be. Most people, they don't want to be aware of their behavior in action. They don't want to be aware of what's going on. They certainly don't want to be accountable towards it. So they don't even want to tell themselves the truth. They certainly don't want to tell other people the truth. So this is something I learned recently. And this is something that I think is very important for relationships as well is that if you're not accountable to someone, if you don't have key relationships that you're accountable towards, then you're hiding a lot of bad behavior. And just admittedly, I made a lot of dumb financial decisions and a lot of great ones, but I've, I've made a lot of ignorant um, or unaccountable financial decisions in the past few years. But my wife and I have been being a lot more honest with each other, a lot more collaborative, a lot more teammate. And we've, we've built in systems where we're tracking things more and we're being a lot more accountable to each other and a lot more accountable to other people, which takes me to number four. The number four habit that is keeping people poor is not having systems and automations in place for your financial goals. Now, systems and accountability include two things. One is people who are part of your overall system and team that you meet with regularly, that help you, that support you. And number two is putting automations in place. So in terms of people, there's a great principle, and this is a book actually that Dan Sullivan and I wrote called Who Not How. And this is about having really valuable people in your life. If you're just trying to do all the how yourself, you're trying to manage your money, trying to make your money, trying to invest your money, trying to do your own accounting, then you're scattered and you're not optimizing and you're not applying other people's wisdom and expertise and skills to helping you achieve your goal. You're not building a better system and team around you. And so you want to have great people around you, great who's, for example, whether that be financial advisor, accountants, and then you build a system with them where you're meeting with them regularly and where they're giving you feedback, insight, and whether you're building a plan of action and you're then following up with that plan of action regularly. The second part of having a system is automating as much of the key aspects of it as possible so you can set it and forget it. And this really does happen. As an example, my financial advisor, and this was about three years ago, he told me to set a various amount of money that leaves my business bank account into my Schwab investing account every week. It's just every week on clockwork, on Mondays or whatever day you choose, a certain amount of money leaves 
the bank account and goes into the investment account and you just set it and forget it. It's crazy what happens. When I first did this, I did that. I set a various amount and, and my financial advisor recommended over time increase the amount. But I remember doing this for the first time and I set the amount and then I literally did forget about it. And then a few months later, I had a meeting with my financial advisor and he said, like, here's the amount of money you have in your investment account. And I was shocked by how much it was. And I realized that several months had gone by where the amount of money that I'd set had just been going every week into my investment account and I had forgotten about it. And there's a lot of psychology behind this. This is kind of like Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law is the idea that time fills the space you give it. And so if you give yourself a month to complete a project, it could be even writing an email, it will take a month or to write a paper if you're a college student. Or if you give yourself a week or even three days to do something, the work will fill the space you give it. Well, the same is true of your money that if you have a lot of money, you will find ways to get rid of it. And so one of the things you do, and this is obviously a key principle, is paying yourself first. If the money is just not there because it automatically went to your investment account, you will you will strategically and organically and subconsciously find ways to survive on the amount of money you already have. And you'll you'll cut a lot of the fat that you aren't aware of that you're spending because first off, you're tracking, you're reporting, you're accountable, you have a system. And now you have an automated system of amount of money going in. So number four is just systemizing and automating your financial goals, having better systems in place, better who's in place. And sometimes it takes trial and error to find better who's. Me and my wife have gone through like four or five accountants over the past few years, but now we've found one that really resonates with our future self and we're creating a beautiful system and plan and automations to continuously achieve our financial goals. So that's that's one that just most people don't do, which keeps them poor. Number five is not having a plan. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks a lot about having a definite purpose backed by a definite plan of action. So what is your current plan for your goals? What is your definite purpose, your definite commitment, which you have a goals around, you have a system around, which you're visualizing, which you're accounting, and now which you have a genuine plan around. The goal determines the process. And so if you have a specific goal, then what is your actual plan which you're committed to achieving that? Now, part of pathways thinking, which is a psychological concept, is that you're committed to the goal and you're continuously updating it and iterating the path based on your experiences. You're never just stuck doing things one way. That's insanity. But you do have a definite plan that you're committed to. And then as you're advancing towards that goal, you continuously adjust the plan forward to improve it to ensure success in the goal. This is a big aspect of grit, by the way, which is a great book by Angela Duckworth. It's also just a great aspect of hope thinking or hope psychology, which is that you have a clear and committed goal and you're continuously learning and updating and iterating the path. This is also how you become anti-fragile as well as is that you're continuously using the best information you have to adjust what you're doing and you don't get just stuck and narrow in one way of doing something. So the question is, do you have a plan, a specific and valid plan for achieving your goal? Are you advancing towards that plan? And then are you continuously updating and improving that plan as you gain more information and experience? The next poor money habit that most people have is that 80% of their inputs are entertainment-based, not education-based, where you want to flip that if you want to become wealthy or you want to become successful, you want to achieve certain milestones, or you want to you want to become less financially broke, is that rather than 80% on entertainment and 20% on education, you actually go 20% on entertainment, and 80% of your input is actually relevant education towards your specific goals, towards your specific future self. Your input shapes your outlook. And so most of the information on the internet, on on the media, social media, it's distractive, it's low level, it's 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 taking you literally away from your desired future self. So once you get clear and committed, your future self and your goals become the filter for the information you consume and you continuously raise the floor, raise the standard of the of the quality of information you consume. I would also say you you consume higher quality but less quality of information and you spend a lot more time genuinely thinking and processing that, putting forth plans and taking actions towards your future self. 
The next poor money habit is literally just staying around poor people or broke people. Now, this doesn't mean that you just block everyone out or that you're not generous or have great friends. There's a great concept in psychology. It's called the Pygmalion effect. And it's a true effect found in so many domains. But it's just the idea that you rise or fall to the expectations of those most around you, those you spend the most time with. You also mimic the thinking in terms of mirror neurons of those most around you. And so you want to surround yourself using Dan Sullivan's language with people who remind you more of your future than those who remind you of your past. So you want to you want to use your future self as the filter for proactively shaping the key relationships around you. And so you do want to look around you. Who are the key people that you're spending the most time with, having the most conversations with? Those people are the clearest indicator of your future self. And I admit, I've made a lot of dumb mistakes by being surrounded by people who make dumb money decisions. Uh, a lot of my worst financial decisions have been doing things honestly with like high school friends versus listening to key who's, key mentors, key advisors, uh, or key mentors. So staying around broke people from a Pygmalion effect standpoint is going to lower your expectation of what you can be doing and have, and that's going to then shape negative behavior. The final one is remaining extrinsically motivated. Extrinsic motivation is just the idea that you're, you're, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to do what everyone else is doing. You're trying to impress other people. You get to a point where you literally are playing your own game. You're only playing your own game you're no longer competing with other people. You're no longer caring what other people think. You've decided your future self. You've decided your plan, your mission, and you're making decisions based on what you care about, what you want, regardless of what other people think. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in, and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one-page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies such as my peak state checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times, and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.